Welcome to the Fitness Field Pass podcast, the home for all things sports and fitness, together under one roof. Featuring your host, Matt Laurie and Bobby Palaccio. you doing um i'm you know what i've been working like an animal but you know what it's good to be back I mean, it's hard to keep up all the sports that I've, been, I've been so crazy about work but um, it's nice to have a night where it's slow yeah watch the, watch the cardinals destroy two, the Braves two game and, fives all right number 24 it's baseball well, Who, who's 24 come on 24 is a good show that's um what's his face uh i can't think of his name what do i think of his name great <laughs> show though <laughs> griffey Oh, fuck. That's right, Griffey. Yeah. That was the obvious one. Willie Mays, you know. Griffey was the one I should have got. But. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was thinking when we were saying before. Griffey! Greatest video game of, one of the greatest video games of all time. For N64, yes it is. Yeah, I still, if you didn't I, know that growing up, you were a loser. I still have it now. You're probably playing it right this second, aren't you? No. I, I, got, oh. the, I got the PS4 and not you're the... You're uh, better off poster in your room. <laughs> the posters are taken down. Anyway... Bobby! This could be one of the last episodes as Fitness Field Pass. Yeah. We're, we're, we're rebanding, uh, rebranding. We have to. I just can't keep up with the fitness folks. and My schedule has gotten so crazy running around. I just can't run around and keep up with the fitness folks anymore. I really can't. So, hard, we're, so. Going, we're going full sports, 24-7 all the time. We're going to come up with a new name, new logo, potentially new colors. So, hopefully, by the end of this month, we'll have... Be fully rebranded. Yeah, that'll be so much fun. But you know, the other way, I love fitness, and you know that. But you can't have what you're like. This podcast we're doing for fun. It's like a hobby. Hopefully, it comes something bigger. But if you do what your job is, and then do what your hobby is, it's sometimes it can be too much. It felt like someone. It just felt like work, like a lot of work. It took a lot of the fun out of it. You yeah. Know? Like talking, like talking about sports, and kicking back after a long day. And it's easier because it, it's not it's not much effort to talk about oh, sports. It's, it's it, relaxing. It's good effort, but it's not nearly as much. You know, you just you go in, do a little homework, and you let the let the rest take care of itself because you because it's what you like to talk about, what you like to set your mind on when you're not working. So we'll, we'll rebrand. We'll get it going. Yeah, we tried, and you know, trial and error with some things, but we're looking forward to the sports, and uh, hope you guys enjoy it too. So let's just like, get into it. NFL seasons, what weeks? What are we week six? Six and yeah, it, it's 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 been. You know, not all of it's been what we predicted. Obviously, you know there have been some constants. You know, you can look, look at teams like the Packers, who we everyone thought would be a good team and a competitive force coming in. And they with a the revamped defense, they they look great. And the Chiefs, who well honestly have been exposed the last two weeks, they still look good and still look yeah. like power. Couple injuries well, here and there. Um, but I mean, it's not a surprise where they are. Right, and but you know, every year there's there's those teams that come with a lot of hype, and they, they don't live up to the hype. And us as Joes, we're not really pros at what we do, but we're pros. We, we're pros. We're professionals. <laughs> we buy in, but we you know we we buy into some ideas and buy into some teams more than others, and uh, they're making us look really stupid. <laughs> so we're gonna go where we were wrong, and where were we were right. Let's talk about wrong or right. Uh, 
Let's write what down. You want to be positive or negative to start off? Let's start with the negative stuff. Let's get all the negative crap out of the way. All right, well, one we just talked about were the Atlanta Falcons. We were both wrong on them. We I had them making the playoffs. Did you have them making the playoffs? No, but I had them just outside. Right, the I had them as a wild card. Um, I, I still think their offense is not good at all. They have the weapons. They got Freeman, Ryan, Julio Jones. It's almost like they're still on like a two, three-year Super Bowl hangover, you know? It's, it's incredible, too. Like, you know, Quinn's a good coach. Like, the yeah. guy's, he has a good offensive mind. They have a good tight end. Austin Hooper's a good tight end. Yep. He can catch the ball. It, and granted, they put up they put up 30-plus against the Texans last weekend. And then the Texans put up 55 on them. They just dropped 50 on them. The defense can't get any stops for they, – they can't get enough stops for Atlanta to keep up with the scoring. So, the, so their record is one in four. They're last in their division. Um, they basically have no shot. I thought they had to win that game last week. They to, did. Their and point differential to... is minus fifty. I mean, it's not looking good. I, I think Quinn's going to end up getting fired by the end of the year. Yeah, they, it, unfortunately it, for it, him. They, the GM said that he was safe. His job was safe, but if they're saying they... that out loud, that means his job is not safe. <laughs> there's got to be some kind of tumult. There's got to be some kind of a hot seat action going on for Quinn and. It's sad because that team was so close to winning the Super Bowl. They they should have they should have won that Super Bowl. They had, it, they had it in their hands. And look how far the mighty have fallen now. And with all that talent there, wide receiver on the offensive side of the ball, it, even if they got a little bit of defensive help, they'd be right in the thick of things. But you know, Carolina's playing really well now. But, um, McCaffrey is unbelievable. Right? Saints are playing really good. Buccaneers. Bucks, are, Bucks are hanging in there. Bucks are hanging in there too. Yep. They're 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 towards the bottom of their division, and it's with the NFC being as wide open as it is. It's for them yeah, to come really back right now and try to make a playoff run is going to be so hard. So I'm saying this would be the year where they have a shot to get in as a wild card, and they're just they're screwing it up for themselves. You're right. right. It, it really the NFC is really wide open. With uh, I mean, I don't I don't know. A couple weeks ago, we said. The Rams, I think it was after maybe two weeks, we were like, the Rams are the best team. Right. It, it changes week to week. Who's the best team in the NFC right now? I want to hear you say it. Um, I'm still saying the Saints. Okay. I think the Packers are the best team in the NFC. Okay. That's why we yeah differentiate a little bit. I mean, you could all you could say the, the Niners. Um, the Niners are excellent, too. But if I had to close my eyes and pick one, I think Green Bay is the most complete team. Now, what, what if, are you saying right now, or are you saying, because I guess if you say right now, I would, I don't know, just because if Breeze was playing, I think it would be clear-cut the Saints. Would you agree on that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess, yeah, I guess if you're going head-to-head and they were playing this week, you might, I think you would probably lean the Packers. I, I guess right. I'm saying that more with Breeze at the helm, which he should be back in a few weeks, I guess. Yes. Um I guess, all right, we want to go to the next one. You want to go where we were wrong or where we were right? You want to go Let's positive? Let's go wrong again, and I'm going to open with this one. Where I was really wrong was with my own team, the Detroit Lions. That I, you know, we predicted an 8-8 eight eight start, or an 8-8, eight eight, sorry, 8-8 eight eight finish for the Lions this year. I, you know, they had some games early on that I thought were obvious losses, but they come out and they beat the Eagles in a game they probably could have lost, and then they lose to the Chiefs in a game they definitely should have won. And they, kept and they should have won week one. one as well. Should have won week one as well. They tied. Better than a loss. Yeah. They definitely won that game up by 18 in the fourth quarter. You can't lose that game. Um, 
their offensive line, which I thought would be a huge liability, has been one of the best in the league. And Stafford has never been sacked less in his career in a season through four games. He hasn't he hasn't been touched really. I don't know how many sacks the Chiefs have against him. I don't think they had any sacks against him. I don't think. Now I I'm going to say I don't think you were wrong necessarily, but I don't think you were right either. You know what I mean? I don't think I you were that. totally wrong because they could still be. I mean, they can't be eight and eight, but they could be around five hundred, and they could still make the playoffs as a wild card. I can see them. I can see them now being a nine-win team if they. Yeah, go not nine six and one. Right, I can see them being a nine six nine to sixteen now. Honestly, given seeing what I've seen from their offensive line, and they're getting two defensive starters back next week for the Packer game on Monday night, which is going to be huge for us. They're going to get Deshaun Hand and Jared Davis back. Are they play the Packers Monday night? Oh, that's going to be good. That's one of the biggest games of the year. Yeah, so far for anybody. So. That's that, that that game has monster implications across the the entire NFC. So, I was wrong with the Lions being you know they being a mediocre run of the mill team. Meanwhile, they're going out, they're playing with the Chiefs, they're playing with the Eagles. Um, I think the Packers are the best team in the NFC, and the, the Lions have to go to Lambeau Monday night to play them. So, if the Lions can hang in there and maybe get a win Monday night, they can put themselves right up there with everybody else. Yeah, so. de- statement definitely statement game for sure. Big time. Now, I'm going to stick in that division because it kind of goes where the Lions are so good. I'm going to go, I was wrong on the Bears, particularly the offense. I mean, Trubisky is out, but even when he was in, he wasn't making that big of it. Their defense is out. They're 3-2, and two, but their defense is crazy. But their offense is just, Trubisky, I thought was going to take that, it was this his third year, I thought he was going to take that big step. Not MVP candidate, but like, man, he could be up there and win a division. I mean, they're still winning games, but it's because of their defense is insane. Right. But I was definitely wrong on Trubisky and their offense. I mean, they got Chase Daniel in now. He's a serviceable backup, but if he's playing more than one game for you, that's going to be trouble. I mean, I could also go, did you pick the Vikings to win that division? Or the Packers? No. You picked the Packers, right? I, I kind of had the Vikings where you had the Falcons like right on the cusp of making the playoffs. They're 3-2, and two, but Kirk Cousins is very inconsistent. Yeah, you know what? It- I really like what Kirk Cousins did with that appeal. They, you know, go on the podcast they had and, and squash the beef. And they come out and they put Kirk Cousins in play action against the Giants last week, which isn't saying much, but they, they looked yeah. like they had a really fluent offensive flow last week. They could have scored more points if Dalvin Cook didn't fumble up the goal line and they didn't mess up one or two good goal line opportunities. But Kirk Cousins, like, he got back into a flow. It was a really encouraging performance for the, for the Vikings. So I think, you know... Moving forward, and their game coming up this weekend against the Eagles at home, which is is a huge, huge game for them, a statement game for the NFC. For the whole NFC, that's huge, yeah, definitely. Right, this whole weekend for the NFC is full of big games. And then, to your point with Trubisky, I, I, I kind of want Trubisky in the, in the same plot as Baker Mayfield now. Like, they're having a lot of trouble with, with pre-snap reads and, you know... It's moving fast for, too fast for them, it looks like, out there. In the that, yeah, you nailed it, brother, right on the head. It, it's... They're, they're seeing they're seeing defensive schemes that that are constantly changing at the line of scrimmage and they can't adjust to them quick enough. And mm-hmm. any kind of pressure up the middle for both those guys, they're having a really hard time handling them and making plays in the face of pressure. Like you see guys like Rodgers and, and Mahomes and and Stafford and Prescott, these like the upper echelon guys who wait wait Prescott Prescott listen well I remember who Prescott's name <laughs> yeah. But the, you're right. They're not making like their second and third reads. It's it's troubling for them to get to those reads. 
Looking guy, at the first guy, and it just moved so quick. They can't diagnose the play and yeah. get the second, third read, which is really bad. So, Trubisky's got a lot of work to do as a quarterback himself. And the, the Bears defense looked a little suspect against the Raiders last week. Even though the game was in London, they got in town a little bit late. Yeah, you, still gotta, you still got to score to win. As much as a defense can win games for you, you still got to score. Got it, brother. Now, you kind of went into the my other one we got wrong was kind of Baker. I mean, you weren't at you had the you had the Steelers winning that division and obviously injuries kind of, injuries kind of derailed them, but I had the Browns. Not that I was so hyped on them as everyone else was as Super Bowl contenders, but I thought they would win that division and as you just mentioned it's because Baker is kind of not diagnosing the defense as well. It it just came easy from last year. I think cuz no one was prepared for him to play right away. Right. Now they're prepared for him. They're not using Odell that well. Nick Chubb, I think, is the kind of the key to the offense. If he's running well, then everything will come easier for the throwing game. But Landry's not getting used a lot. It's just it's moving so quick for when they played. Who they play last week? The Niners, right. which is Monday night. It just moved so fast for him. You could tell that he was struggling. Is there is there such a thing you think as a young quarterback having too many offensive weapons? Well, I, I think in this case, I think he feels obligated to. I mean, in Joku, he's out. That's kind of a big loss. But I think he almost feels obligated to get the ball to Odell. You know what I mean? Like, I have to give you this amount of balls per game or something. Like, not that he's throwing them to him. It's that he's looking his way too much where he's not accessing the entire field of who's that, open. That, that goes back to the secondary and third reads. Like, looking off a receiver, looking at your secondary and third, your secondary and third reads, and then going back to your first read. He's not doing that very well. You know? I can imagine the pressure on him, like, in the back of his mind, saying, I have to get Odell the ball, I have to get Jarvis Landry the ball. Like, you know, the the pressure of him having to spread the ball out to so much talent and the, the backlash that he might face if he doesn't do that yeah. to standard or to the whatever level they want him to do it, it can, it can cause a little bit of pressure, I can see. And, but it, just to not perform at all is, is a shock to me, the way... He hasn't, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, I mean, especially in college, Lincoln Riley, you can even tell his offensive mind is crazy because he got Murray and now Hurts is obviously doing crazy stuff this year. It, yeah. That's why he was so good because you could tell the offense he had for him was so spread out. It was easy for him. Right. That's on the coaching staff. So he his adjustment level this year is just he's taking a step back. Now, we could eat our words and he could be great the next couple weeks, but so far it's been... It's been really bad. It's been it's an uphill battle for him. Yeah. And he's got a lot of talent. I can see him turning it around. He's got the mindset, for sure. Yeah. You just got to be able to deal with pressure in the pocket and hanging in the pocket. Making making reads while under pressure is going to do what, what it's, it's going to make it or break it for him. Yeah, because, I mean, as far as this division goes, the Ravens are 3-2, and two, they're 2-3, and three, Steelers are 1-4, Bengals are 0-5. So it's basically between the Ravens and the, and the Browns at this point. Oh. So it's not like they're one and four and way behind the eight ball. So there's still plenty of time. Um, let's go where we were right. Do you yeah. want to go? I guess we'll start with. I mean, the New Orleans Saints. I think we, yeah. we both are high the Saints. I mean, this is one of those teams that obviously, like the Patriots, the Chiefs, everyone's kind of high in them to win the division. But we were, we were just as high as them when Breeze got injured. Right. And the running game's very now, well. They've been using, like we said, they've been using Hill and Bridgewater a little bit. So I just think that goes to the coaching staff. I think that goes to Sean Payton, who got an extension. Uh, Michael Thomas is a monster. 
I just think they're a well, well-oiled machine. You saw Bridgewater the first game when he played the Rams. He kind of ha- he was a little little rusty. He has to get back to game action, but he can u- move his feet, and that's what you need in a backup quarterback when they're filling in for a couple weeks. They need to be able to move the feet, throw out the pocket. That's where he's the best. So they've been they've been just as good, and I, I think when Brees comes back, they're gonna be they're gonna be dangerous. Right. I mean, I mean that's a that's a good problem to have. You know, if, if you get a Hall of Famer like Drew Brees back. And, you know, it's not like, what do you do with Teddy? You can probably incorporate Teddy into the offense. You know, maybe run an option scheme. Or run that's, like a yeah. whole offense with Kamara. Because that's what they do with Hill when, when Brees is in there. They'll use him, and even on, like, kickoff returns, they, they use him in crazy spots. Obviously, you can't... The guy is such a weapon. He's so yeah. strong. And, that's the thing. It's hard to use him in those situations now because now he's your backup quarterback. Correct. So... It's almost like a, it's like two extra elements when Breeze comes back. It's Breeze and Hill as a wideout or a slot or whatever. The quarterback coaches dream, though, to have that many offensive yeah. weapons. I mean, they're unbeatable at home. Um, I don't know. As far as that division we, we mentioned already, they, I think they have it locked up. The Panthers are surprising us. I mean, you could say we were wrong about the Panthers. I didn't have them on the radar at all. They're better without Cam Newton. Yeah, I, honestly, I've had this talk with a couple of friends of mine who, who are betting and who have, who have ridden the Kyle Allen train the last couple of weeks to a good amount of money. Cam Newton's a distraction. I don't think it's him. I don't. I don't think it's Allen as much as I think it's McCaffrey. They're just using him. Right, McCaffrey in the perfect way. Right, and you're getting McCaffrey just all the touches he needs to make plays, and Kyle Allen's throwing the ball enough downfield to take the top off the top, you know, taking the defense to the top of the top of the defense. Yeah. Just, getting the ball downfield, making accurate throws, and then, you know, that opens up everything underneath for McCaffrey to do his work. But Cam, I think, was just some of the media, the way he was dressing in front of the press, like his foot, lying about his foot. Just create a lot of nonsense. You don't need need that. Just like the Falcons, yeah. He has that Super Bowl hangover, too. He's got a bad, too. Right. And Kyle Allen's Allen's been playing really well. And Like with the Saints, what do you do when Cam Newton comes back? What do you do? If they're winning, if they're winning, Kyle Allen stays in for me. I would too. You can't sit him if you're playing and you're winning. You can't do that. You can't justify it. Even though Cam's getting paid, you can't do that. Yeah. And their defense is playing great. Their defense has been outstanding. Like their defensive front has been out with Burns and McCoy. They've been unbelievable. So it's hard to it's hard to knock what the Panthers have done. We weren't very high on them. All right, another one where we were right. Well, I had the Seahawks making the playoffs. Did you have them making the playoffs? No, I did not. You were you were nailed it on that one. I was not. Uh, they're they're very good, especially at home. I also kind of want to dabble into our MVP picks. They kind of all mesh into where we were right. Uh-huh. Who who's your MVP? You had Camara. Did I have You had Camara. That's kind of out on a limb. Uh, running backs are kind of tough. I had Watson. I don't think he's going to win MVP, but he had five, he had a crazy week last week, five touchdowns over 400 yards. Who Who's your MVP kind of front runner right now? Because mine goes back to the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson is up there. I think McCaffrey's yeah. up there, and you got still have to go with Mahomes. I, if it were up to me right now, I'd probably pick Christian McCaffrey. Just the way he's putting that offense on his back and making plays every week. He has more total yards than the entire Jets team. Yeah, which is a which that alone. I mean, that alone. it's a lot, but it's also not saying much. But 
if you get it. Um, it's like over 800 total yards in six weeks. That's crazy. Deshaun Watson needs to show me a little bit more. From yeah, I was going more just based off last week, not the full. He's a little inconsistent. He'll have a really great week, and then he'll kind of have an average week. But I, I don't think he's in the MVP talk yet, but I think it's Wilson, Mahomes, and McCaffrey. I don't know. Do you think anyone else? No, I agree with all three of those. The way Russell Wilson's been playing, it's hard to say no to that. Yeah, we had Lamar Jackson up there in the first, but that was more of a kind of a two-week. He just kind of went off. He's kind of yeah, settled down a little bit. He's going to ride, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, if you, had a, if you had a lump of fourth person there, who would it be? I mean, just because they're undefeated, you might well you might have to go Rodgers or Brady. Right. I think Aaron Rodgers is, is a great choice. Yeah. And if you look at the team like the 49ers, I mean, they, they don't really have anybody who's one single person who's doing it. They're doing it as a Yeah, Garoppolo's not going off, but he's, he's obviously playing well. Right. Um, I mean, Wentz and Prescott, they're still kind of finding their way a little bit back from... Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Brady, I guess, is up there. I would like... You could see if Carr or Rivers do anything and kind of go off these next few weeks to kind of separate themselves from... I guess the wild card. You could see them entering the conversation. It's obvious. It's usually it's all quarterbacks, unless you're having an insane year like McCaffrey. Yeah, but I, I think McCaffrey, Russell Wilson, top two right now, and Mahomes is still there. Mahomes, I get Tyreek. Tyreek Hill might come back this week, so it's another weapon for him. You know, he still has that. I guess he the lineman stepped on his foot where he was a little. You could definitely see it in the game. And do you want to get into how the last couple weeks he's kind of been? Not shut down, but he's only had one touchdown. I mean, the way the Lions played him was how the Patriots play him. Contain him inside. Don't let him get outside. And that's where yeah. he's hes still good, but he's just not as elusive as when he's out at the pocket. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, Matt Patricia, that's the one thing I really like about the Lions head coach. Is he really knows how to study film and take film and apply it to what he wants to do for a game plan. And yeah. they did a great job of him in the pocket, except for the play that mattered most of the fourth and eight, and he picked up a fourth and eight, which kept the game alive for them, which could have clinched the game for us. But the blueprint's there to, to beat them. You know, you run the ball on them, they have not a great run, run defense, and keep, you know, keep the, keep the outside linemen and defensive ends. Keep them, you know, outside. Don't let them come collapse in the pocket where you can get out and scramble. And they done the last two weeks. The Colts and the Lions did a really good job of kind of harnessing him and keeping him in the pocket, and then bringing the pressure up the middle. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how if they adjust. I mean, I think it's going to be hard with his foot injury this week, but right. it'll be interesting to see how they adjust going forward. I think that he can. I think he's a great thrower in the pocket and out the pocket. But if you can contain him, that could be a little trouble, especially because if they're going to meet the Patriots down the road, you know they got to figure it out already. If Patricia does. I know. Those Patriots aren't going anywhere. No, you don't hear about them, and then all of a sudden they're 14-2, and and then it's like, oh, okay. They got six wins on their schedule, five or six easy wins on their schedule. Well, they have six automatics against the the AFC East. Right, so I'm saying they got six automatic wins. How come they're not getting you know? All right, do you have any more right? Um, That's all I have listed. Um, I was high on the Packers, so maybe like... 
the Packers were playing really well. I was really high on Aaron Rodgers in that offense coming into the year, and then they bring in Amos, you know, in the secondary to, to bolster that secondary that was really bad last year for them, especially at free safety and safety. And Amos has been paying dividends. That secondary has been absolutely outstanding, and we saw it against the Cowboys last week. I have another question for you. What do you think the best division in football is? Because I, I think it's the NFC North. I think it's the North. If it's not the North, it's got to be the NFC West. I mean, those two divisions are really, really good right now. Yeah, but the North has all four teams that are good. The West, just the Cardinals kind of suck. Yeah, they do. They're young, though. They'll be good in a couple of years. Yeah, they'll, they'll th- probably, they're going to trade pieces off by Chandler Jones soon. That's a big name that's on the market that I can see going for defensive end. I could see him going to a team that's in competition. I could see him going to the Lions because Matt Patricia is a huge fan of his. So. Yeah. So you want to get just, into this week now? Who, who do you think the best division is? I think it's the North. Uh, I think it's the North. From yeah. one, to, 1 to 4, they de- they have... There's other divisions that have two teams or one team. This team, all four teams, all of them right now could win the division. I agree. All right, you want to dabble into little week six? We don't have to go through all the games, but uh, what game kind of, well, the, the game that looks to me is Texans at the Chiefs. That's a great game. Chiefs yeah. minus four and a half. Texans coming off scoring 50 plus. Chiefs coming in. Obviously, we talked about Mahomes could be ten, potentially injured. He's going to play practice today. Tyreek Hill could come back. I don't know if that's a definite or not, but... These are both of our uh, our AFC teams that we picked to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, brother, exactly. I think the Chiefs win. I think the Texans are going to cover. I think so too. Their D line, their D line is very good, and I, that's that's the kryptonite for to make contain the Chiefs offense a little bit. I think the I think the Texans have a really good chance of winning this game, only yeah. for the fact that their their wide receivers can just take the top off any defense in the league. Yeah, they put up points. Yeah, the Chiefs secondary is not that great because Breland is just terrible. He's a penalty machine. And Sorensen can't hang with guys in the slot. So it's for, for Houston, it's the key is throwing the ball and throwing it off and against that weak Kansas City secondary, which is a very good defense in the back end. All right, so we both like the Texans to cover. Uh, you kind of talked about it before, the Eagles at the Vikings. Vikings are minus three. I think right. the Eagles win outright. I think so too. I think, I think this is a good, a good chance for Carson Wentz to come on the road and get a, they get a big run win there. I like, I like the Eagles in that one too at three points. Yeah, he's starting to find his way. I, I guess playing the Jets is kind of like a practice game where, you know, you get game reps a little bit. But uh, yeah, I like the Eagles as well. That um, game will tell us a lot about Kirk Cousins and his and his mentality as a quarterback and what he's what he can do there. That yeah. game will tell us a lot about him. All right, another big game in the NFC West, Niners at the Rams. Rams minus three. Now, this is going to tell me a lot about the the Niners, if they're for real. I, right. I think they are. And the I Rams' so. offense has not been as good as last year. And last year was the offense got them to the Super Bowl. Still right. the and best defensive player, I think, in Donald. But uh, the Niners are showing us a lot more than we thought. So, Yeah, a lot of versatility on offense for the Niners. They had the, the highest paid fullback in the league. He's the best fullback in the league. He's amazing. He, he, he got he injured, old. though, on Monday night. I don't know if he's going to play. Yeah, he got hurt a little bit. I, I think, think it was a concussion or something, but I think he, he should probably be all right. Yeah. And, you know, we know how Jared Goff handles pressure up the middle. We saw against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. The Niners are great at generating pressure up the middle, and the Rams' old line is just atrocious. So I, I think San Fran can probably steal this game if they play well and play smart and control the clock with Brita. 
And um, if they get enough pressure on Jared Goff, he's going to make a mistake. So I think Stanford can actually cover this plus three. Yeah, Goff, seven touchdowns, seven picks. Uh, not the best. I like, yeah, I like them. I think the Niners are going to win this game. I think so too, but I'm with the 49ers in this one. I think three, three, three is the right number, but I think San Fran's going to win out right. I, I think so. And then another game that's on the schedule that looks good is you mentioned Monday night Lions at Packers minus four for the Pack. What is your assessment? You know this division very well. Um, the number's right. I have it at four and a half. Four and a half is a perfect number. I mean, I, think I, I have it. At, I would have four. Yeah, I think it might four, be four and a half. Whatever, might go down. Yep. Green Bay at home automatically gets you three points, and then yeah. you know the Lions are on a great road team, so I think four is the right number. It, it's going to be a close game. Um, putting my putting my bias aside, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and I think whoever gets the ball last, I can see Green Bay winning this game by six or seven. Truthfully, yeah, only touched it. I um, think the Packers win. I I think the Lions cover though. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's going to be like a 27-24 game or something like that. I just think this game... I think the Lions are a lot better than what everyone thinks. I think the Lions getting Hand and Davis back in the secondary to cover the cover those crossing patterns across the middle with Adams being banged up, you know, on the off side of the ball for the Packers. That's a, that's a big injury for them. And I think getting two really good defensive starters back who are young on our side of the ball... Makes that four and a half number tempting, you know. If you're looking to pick pick a side in this game, Detroit's offenses look great. Their offensive lines look great. They've been throwing the ball really well. Hawkins is going to be playing this week. Um, yeah, if, the, think, if Adams doesn't play this week, man, I would definitely take the Lions. Right, and this is a this is one of the bigger, more important Lion games in recent memory that, you know, in terms of early season importance. So. If I'm putting my bias aside, it's hard to pick against Green Bay at home because they're just amazing at home, obviously. But uh, the Lions are going to keep it close, and they're going to keep it competitive. So. If Adams doesn't play, though, I'm taking the Lions straight up. You know what? It's hard not to. I would agree with that. That's a big loss. All right, those are most of the big games this week. Um, the, other one, the other one, too, I think we should kind of touch on is Carolina-Tampa. I mean, that's a really interesting Yeah, that, that actually is. That's a little underrated. Both these yeah. both these uh, teams in the playoff hunt. Carolina minus two and a half. I, I think they're going to win outright. Winston's been too inconsistent to me to really rely on him. Um, he's a turnover machine. He really is. But he'll, he'll throw TDs. He'll get a little lucky. He's got five picks. He's got 11 touchdowns, five picks. That To me, that says, I, I don't know, just knowing Winston based off we got screwed on him in week one, <laughs> he's just too inconsistent for me to trust. And McCaffrey right now is has been a monster. And Allen's been good enough to win them games. Yeah, and I think Carolina's defense is better than the Saints' defense, you know, and you saw Tampa perform against the Saints. So, transitive property action, but Carolina should, you know, that two-and-a-half number, it's going to be close, but I think Carolina can Yeah, I can take a field goal on that. You got it. All right. So that's little week six. Now, we we posted about our NHL predictions you want to just go over them real quick so we have them on uh, recording here? Yeah, bro. Let's do it. Now, we did not discuss our picks. We just each picked them, and we texted each other, and we happened to pick the same exact Stanley Cup Finals. I have yeah. we, we both have the Stars over the, the Leafs. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Why did you pick them? 
Well, I think you know the stars. The stars getting Pavelski yeah. to to that 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 back end scoring, thirty six goal scorer, the best deflector in the league, just to bolster that offense. It hasn't really worked out right right away. Yeah, it's still like, early though. It's I mean, if you look at look at what the Blues did last year, they're in last place, so I don't think you can count anyone out. But I agree with you. That's why I picked Pavelski. Rupe Hintz has had a hot start. He's a young forward. Uh, Hiskinen and Klingberg on the back end. They're a young team. I picked Bishop to win the Vesna. I just think finishing the games. And also, Jamie Benn did not have a great year last year. I expect him to be a lot better. Uh, but Pavelski is the kind of that finisher that they need. If you had to pick a team instead of Dallas to be a Western Conference team, who would it be? Um, oh, man. Uh, the, the West is, there's a lot of good teams. I don't think the Blues are going to get there again just because I, to go back-to-back is so difficult. Right. Um, I, I'll tell you, these are the teams I'm leaning towards. The Knights, the Flames. The only thing about the Flames is they're, they have Cam Talbot. I don't think the goaltending, you need a good goaltender. So I would say between the Predators and the Knights, I'd probably go the Knights just because that division, I think, is a little bit easier to get to the finals than the the Central is because you got the Predators, Stars, and Avalanche, and Blues. You're going to have to go through two of those teams. Right. I would probably pick the Knights. Yeah, if I had to pick a horse, it would would be Nashville. I mean, I didn't realize the amount of depth scoring they had Mm -hmm. until I looked at their roster and I was like, they have a ton of scoring. I didn't, I did not even did not even phase me like. Yeah, getting Duchesne this year is big. At Grandland, Yossi can score. It, 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 Johansson, Forsberg, those guys are animals. And Arvidsson comes back. He got hurt last year. He's a thirty goal scorer. Like. Yeah, I think putting Duchesne at the number one center because last year Johansson was the number one. I think he's more slots and better at a number two. So his offense wasn't really there. Duchesne is the number one center. Well, he'll still put up points and go against the number one line. I think when Johansson's the number two, it takes the pressure off him a little defensively, so where he can produce a little more. And they had to- they had trouble scoring last year, so I think this definitely helps. They were what last on the power play. Yeah. All right. What about the I guess the Eastern Conference? We both had the Maple Leafs. Right. Um, I think Barry helps them a lot. I think their offense is still there. Nylander's looking pretty good so far in the first week. He kind of sucked last year after that contract. They finally signed Marner. Um, you know, I like them as well. Uh, the Lightning are still going to be there. Their offense, their whole team is crazy. I'm yeah. just not, I don't know. They could, they could have one of those years where the Capitals, you know, they they get to the top, they get to the top, they don't make it, and then all of a sudden everyone counts them out, they win the Cup. But I, I don't know. I just think the, there's something about the Leafs this year with Tavares got the captaincy. Uh, I just like them. I think it's between them and the Lightning. I was really leaning towards Carolina for a little bit. Like, I like what Carolina added. And, you know, Justin Williams leaving and you got Jake Arner coming in. Williams um, might come back, though. He didn't officially retire. I could still see him coming back towards the second half of the year. Yeah. Which Carolina would be huge. They're a force to be reckoned with. You can see it early on. They're playing really, really well out of the gate. Um, yeah, they're just strong. playing free. I, I don't know. There's something about that team. I like that team as well. I, I don't know if they're going to go to the finals, but... They're just young and fun to watch. They really are. Yeah, they, they could be a year away from making a cup contender. But I definitely think they'll make another run. Because I still think the Bru- I think the Bruins are old. And they kind of will have a... I think they'll have a cup hangover without winning the cup. You know? They, Vegas last night, though. Yeah. 
went to Vegas and won. And in the East is the East is pretty open as well. Yeah, the Capitals are still going to be there. I like the Flyers this year. Penguins. Now that Malkin's out for an extended period of time, that I think that's going to hurt them. They're an older team well, too, so I could see them borderline not making it after this injury. But we'll see. I like the Panthers. I think they're a young, good team getting Bobrovsky, and that's going to make a huge difference. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I think the Devils are are going to be borderline. I, I just don't know if they're going to – the goaltending scares me with Schneider. Yeah. Coming off a bad year, injury prone. He's been injured the last few years. I just think – I think they have the talent. they got Simmons, Subban, Hughes – and I thought Hughes played defense in the World Juniors he, or the World Cup or whatever it was. Uh, he played defense. They moved him up to forward. I guess because he's so small. Because in preseason, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's a defenseman. But they moved him up to forward. Right. I mean, he could skate. He's got the skill. He's like a little Patrick Kane. But I think they're another year away. I, I just think the goaltending scares me a little bit. The Islanders, I didn't have them making the playoffs. Not because I hate them, but it's because I. They have Varlamov in net. Leonard had a great year last year. He was almost perfect. Um, I just think that they didn't score enough last year, and that's okay because that's uh, that's Trotz's system. Well, it's more defensive. But I, I just don't know if everything's going to go right next year. But now that the Penguins could slide back, I, they'll be close, but I just think they're going to have trouble making the playoffs. And also, how about them on Sunday night, Nassau Coliseum only drawing nine grand or 9,000 guys in there, so... That's uh, promising yeah, for the Islanders fans. Yeah, the Islanders last year, they were top three in the league in defensive goal, and goals allowed. They, they were yeah. really stingy on defense, one of the stingiest teams in hockey. Even though even in terms of shots on goal, they they were like top five in they the league shots. shots on, yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's definitely very Johnson's defensive system, but like you said, they're going to struggle to score goals. They have to go out and get some goal scoring, otherwise they're not going to make it. Having a defensive system where you're constantly blocking shots can be wearing on a team. I yeah, mean, you see guy, you see like Trotz and there's his team's kind of wear down. That's why he kind of goes from place to place because it's just it's taxing on on the team as a whole. Now, this is only their second year, so I could still see them doing that, but I think Varlamov is the key. I just don't think he's going to have a perfect of a season as Leonard kind of had last year. And then our MVPs real quick, we Let's see. I ch- I chose Goudreau with the Flames, good star, and you chose McKinnon with the Avalanche. Both these guys are gonna be close to hundred points. It's basically gonna be if they're at the top of the the league. Now, if McKinnon makes or if McDavid makes the playoffs with the Oilers, and he's leading the league, I mean, you know, that's a wrap. Right. <laughs> so, but I just don't think. Although Neil's having a good start with him, six goals. I really. It's just like Trout, man. Best player not in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's gonna be tough for them to make it. Yeah, it's gonna uh, be hard for them to make it. it, it it's it, it's hard. In the, it's hard to make it in hockey when you don't have good back end scoring. It's really tough. Yeah, it, it's so hard. And all the, like the five, the last four teams in the playoffs last year, you know, they all they all scored the puck really well. They all did from top to bottom. You gotta be able to score three lines of scoring. You have to have in order to go in order to excel. You're really yeah, good. I'm almost need four to some extent too in the playoffs. After what the Knights kind of did and the Islanders did, you know, yeah. you almost need four. Yeah. So for for a team that's so top heavy on offense, you know, maybe maybe two lines of scoring if that. I mean, they got McDavid, Drysaddle, Niels coming along quite well, and then Nugent Hopkins, and then after that, you basically. The rest of their team looks like like waiver guys. <laughs> I have no idea where they are. Yeah, 
if anybody's guess, yeah. And Cassian, so veteran, whatever. What else talk, we talked about MVPs? Um, all right, Norris I for top defenseman, I have Yossi. I just think he's due. Sometimes these awards, it's it's almost like who's due next. Because, like, I remember Dowdy won the one year when Carlson had, like, 80-something points. He should have won, but he already won two. So it was like it's Dowdy's turn, and that kind of yeah. just gave it to him a little bit. I, I just think it's one of those with Yossi. And then you had you had Carlson. Yeah, I had EK. I, like, I, I think he's going to have a great year. Yeah, oh. just, just have the baby. I think he'll have a little Healthy. bit. Healthy. Yeah, minimal distractions. But you know what, Yossi looks great off the right off the jump. He looks amazing right off the bat. Yeah, so. he's always a great skater. Um, but uh, those two guys definitely great candidates. Vesna, top goalie. I got Bishop. Yeah, I took John Gibson. I like I like I like Gibson out there. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, he's very underrated. He doesn't get yep. talked about a lot, but he he's very good. You got the Ducks off of the three and zero start. They got they're looking pretty good at that. Yeah, they got they got nothing to lose this year. I mean, a lot of old guys, some young guys. Could uh, I don't know. What do you think about them and the Kings? They're, they're, to me, they're kind of similar. They could have bounced back, or they could be bad. <laughs> the Kings are going to be bad. I got a feeling the Kings are going to be bad. Anaheim's going to be good because they're getting a lot of guys back that are talented. The Kings coming back. They got Silverberg coming back. They have a lot of good talent coming back. The, the King, you. yeah, Fowler. The Kings should. The Kings should rebuild. They should sell. Yeah, they, they're going to. They're probably going to have to resell. Kopitar, Dowdy. I don't. I hate to. As if if you were a Kings fan, you definitely don't want to lose those guys. But man, you you have to trade those guys to rebuild the proper way. Just like yeah. the, I mean, the Rangers did that. Kind yeah, of. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I can see the. You know, if you look at if you look at Dowdy, that's a you know a, a defenseman who's going to be owed a lot of money. There's going to be teams in the East who want him, right? Mm-hmm. But there have to be like like top tier teams who are gonna who are gonna need a guy like him down the stretch like like the Panthers or even the Hurricanes will need him or or the Capitals are gonna afford to pay him teams like that they can definitely just add Dowdy pay him what he wants and keep him yeah that's gonna be a situation that, that's worth keeping an eye on and my Sharks are in last place what the fuck can't score I'm telling you the Blues were in last in January just be calm. Sharks and they just signed Marlowe. Dude, they can't score. <laughs> well, they signed Patty Marlowe for that reason. It's not going to help. He's like 4-3. <laughs> I know. They'll, they'll figure it out. I think Don's score was a kind of a underrated loss for them. Dude, I love Jonas. But uh, so far, NHL's fun so far. Yeah. Now, right now, we'll end quickly. MLB postseason. Cardinals destroyed Game 5 tonight. They won. Dodgers are winning right now. I believe it's 3 nothing. I think they'll, I think they'll win this game. Yankees yeah. are waiting for their opponent. What do you think happens with the Astros tomorrow? I think the Astros win. Yeah, Garrett Cole is crazy. Tomorrow. I mean, it's well, you know what? It's going to be Glasnow versus Cole Glasnow in Houston game. What was it game two or game one? He pitched game one. Game he looked one, outstanding. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, Garrett Cole's probably been the hottest pitcher in baseball the last month. Yeah, I think he, he was pitcher of the month. Ten strikeouts every game. Yeah, we talked about how good Glasnow was at the beginning of the year, you and I. So we yeah. don't have to read how good he is. And they picked it up again when they kind of took that a back seat a little bit when he got hurt. Once he came back, right back yeah. in playoff contention. So he's definitely. I don't know if he's fully healthy. You know, when you come back, you almost need that spring training couple weeks again to get ramped up. But I, I like the Astros. What do you think about going forward for the entire thing? We both. Uh, I picked the Astros to win in the beginning of the year. You picked the Yankees. Yeah, I. 
Yeah, the Yankees hit the ball. The Yankees just hit the ball so well from top to bottom. Their lineup is more complete, I feel like, and they have a little bit more experience going forward than the Astros do. I you know the Astros won the World Series, but they have some younger pieces out there to mix in, like Chirinos and Joran Alvarez that are young, and Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is a good pitcher, but he can get kind of crazy. Wait, you think you think the the Yankees have more experience than the Astros? Just as much, yeah. Really? How? Gregorius, Judge, Sanchez, Lemayhew has been there. Yeah, but you go Correa, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Verlander. I think they're they're pretty much dead even. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think the I think if the Astros win tomorrow, high leverage situations are pretty much either. I think if the Astros win tomorrow, I think they win the whole thing. I think if the Yankees are playing the Rays, I think the Rays will give them a little bit of a they'll give them more of a tough time than the Twins did. I mean that's not that much, but I think the Yankees will win the World Series. I, whoever wins that, if the Astros win tomorrow, they win the World Series. If the Astros lose tomorrow, the Yankees will win the World Series. Yeah, I think it's a pretty safe bet. I don't think the Na- I don't think any team in the and I right now I think the the Dodgers and the Nationals are the two best teams. I think both these teams can beat the Cardinals. I don't know if either of those teams can beat either the Astros or the Yankees. You're going to learn a lot tomorrow about Garrett Cole. You will. He's in, I, I'm pretty sure he's a free agent after this year, and I do not think the Astros are bringing him back because they do they want to be under the luxury tax. Is what I heard. So, because he could be part of her contract. Why is a little bit of a head case? Yeah, he's out there, but, yeah, if he's striking out 10, giving up no runs for 7, who cares? I know who cares. He's making fun. He had an amazing year. Yeah, it's going to be him or Verlander for the Cy Young, for sure. Yep, without a doubt. Please, Astros win. I just want the Astros <laughs> to win. I do not want the Yankees to win. I know, I'm the same way. I just, I'm like... I know you picked them, and it'd be cool if that's the only good thing that'll come out of it, but, man, I do know. It's not like, man, we got to hear from our friends. I got to hear on the radio. I got to hear on the TV. It's just like, oh, my God. I just yeah. think the pitching, everything has been talked about the entire year. They do not have the starting pitching. I do not think they have the starting pitching to beat the Astros. They don't. But if they the Astros pitch. can't win tomorrow, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what? Severino looked amazing. Yeah, he, he did look good. He got into really bad spots where the Twins really could have knocked him out of the game, and he came back with strikeouts, got big outs. He looked great. And then Tanaka's been there before. Tanaka, you know, a very helter-skelter. Yeah, he's, really he's hit or miss. Great. I just right. think the lefties, Hap and Paxton, against the Astros lineup is not going to be good for the Yankees with all those righties. Yeah. And the Yankees are very right-hand dominant lineup, right? You know? No, I'm talking about the lefty pitchers for the Yankees against the righties for the Astros. Yeah, correct. But then if you look at the flip side, you got, you know, Verlander, Verlander, Cole. And Grinky, the righties against the righties, yeah. Yeah, and so the Yankees are on disadvantage there, too. So We'll see. So far, exciting. Going to be a lot of Rays fans tomorrow in New York City walking around. Man, I, the Rays are pesky, though. They're the Rays annoying. are pesky. They are uh, annoying. Glass yeah. now, Snell. And Morton, who is filthy. They're going to have all three. You never know. You never oh. know. I'm saying if they face the Yankees, you never know. True. All right. Episode 24. Look out for our rebrand. Rebranding, baby. I got it.
it. We'll get the re- I'm so excited for the rebrand. It just, it's a good, fresh, sport. fresh, fresh start. Sony on sports. Predict right. the final score tomorrow for the baseball game. Prediction? Prediction! I'm going to say it's going to be, I'm going to go 6-2 Astros. I'm going to go 4-2 Astros. All right. Go Astros. Go Strohs. Thank you all for listening. Episode 24. Hope to hear from y'all soon. Rate, review. Subscribe. Yes, sir.